good evening or good night. This is behind the scenes of our best days podcast. My name is John. My name's Arvin. And welcome. Welcome. Good We're morning. so glad that you guys. Or whenever are here. you're listening, yes. Yeah, whenever so. <laughs> or wherever you're listening. Well, <clears throat> if this is your very first podcast, this is season one of Behind the Scenes of Our Best Days. Um, at the beginning of every service, we do a confession that involves the line, "My best days are right, right in, front in front of, of me. me." And when you say that weekly for years, you start to learn that there are uh, a behind the scenes. Of what your best of what days, your best look, days like. look like. As In God's fact, making let's unpack that. Let's go for it. Oh, um, man. To be honest, yeah. I feel like a lot of pressure right now. Do you want to give some context? Okay, they, yeah. You might be listening to this in like May of 2025, but uh, and if you are, hello. But, uh, yeah, hello <laughs> to the future. Yeah. Um, but right now we are, it's Wednesday for us. It's March. Which yeah, means it's March 24th, 2021. Next Wednesday, we start a next Wednesday. We start our first night of our Easter productions, which right. is eight services. Yeah. So it's eight live performances. It's yeah. partial on it's partial film yeah. that we filmed back in like January, February. Yeah. And then it's partial live, but it's an right. original script. It's yeah. a new script every year. And there's yeah. this like unspoken pressure because it's always it's the power of the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ right. but you know it's like people expect the story to be new yeah and and i felt you know years ago that god was like until i say otherwise yeah you know write a new script you know from different perspectives or different yeah. things this year it's called son of heaven yeah um and when this podcast is released, it'll actually be up on it'll, Victory Tulsa's YouTube. So right. yeah. Easter 2021, Son of Heaven. Yeah. And so the behind the scenes of that is we are now seven days uh, countdown to it. Yeah. And so because of writing like new music, new scripts, what version of the script are we currently on? Are 26. We? we are on version 26. <laughs> yeah. So we've done 26 script revisions. Yeah. And we're seven days out. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then this morning, Pastor Paul is like, hey, because uh, Pastor Paul, who is the pastor of Victory Church here in mm -hmm. Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm -hmm. he actually preaches in between to kind of connect the dots. He preaches kind of like at an intermission in the beginning yeah. and then two times at the end, yeah. right before the altar call. So right. he is always like, what's the theme? What is yeah. God? Absolutely. So even sending the script to him, <laughs> I'm like cringing, like, Lord God, if there's any changes last minute. I may fall apart. <laughs> and just so you guys know, so Pastor Paul's my brother, yeah. and there has been times where we do rehearsals. Now, granted, these productions, we we you know, we outsource not out we pay people that are on staff yeah. to do the film side of things. Yeah, yeah. But cast crew from yeah. like wardrobe, makeup, set design, mm -hmm. all of those things are volunteers. So there's yeah. two hundred in 60 this year probably around 280 yeah. cast and crew Massive that volunteer cast. their time yeah that we've been practicing since february yeah it might go up to 380 if another uh, we're working on this choir thing yeah 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 you add that and number. we don't know if it's going to happen or not like there's things it, in will, the balance yeah, absolutely and i'm like <laughs> it goes down to the wire yeah it comes down to the wire now here's the cool thing is that god is never late but he's always on time but right. there's times where i'm like god you're running late yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. holy spirit yeah. please 
do things right now because I I'm freaking out. <laughs> but I think it's good because as far as like behind the scenes of our best days, unpacking like a large thing that if you have a church or an organization and you have yeah. a large event that yeah. you feel pressure on, yeah, you know it's it's a consistent reminder for us because we work in the church world that mm-hmm. like wait why are we doing this? We're not doing right. this to impress anyone. We're right. doing this to impact people. Right. But it doesn't take away the emotions of stress and anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. In yeah. fact, I was just talking to an individual and they were talking to their parent and they're involved in the production and, and they were like, Hey, so how's it going with this, uh, with this large Easter production, this project yeah. uh, that you guys are doing and they're, um, and, and they're like, well, I feel stressed. And then the parent corrected them is like, you're not stressed. There's just a lot going on. Right. Okay. So just (laughs) for those of you who do not know, in the 90s, there was this word of faith movement. Yeah. Late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really, really powerful because it's all about the power of your words. Right. Right? So the power of your words, there was a lot of teachers on it. But their big thing was like, you never say, you're killing me. Yeah. You never say, oh, I'm dying right now. Right. You never use those types of words because they say it's like confessing over your life. Right. But then... The like in this day and age, I'm also like, I don't, I also want to be honest. Of course. Like, I don't want to be fake. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I don't want to burden people with my real world problems. <laughs> so, what, what is your, because we both grew up in the church. Very much. So, you're so. very aware. Because yeah. I know even my mom, if, if she's like, how are you, do, like, I was raised in a house, like, if stressful things were happening, mm-hmm. my parents would be like, we're blessed, mm-hmm. we're grateful. Yeah. Which is true. Sure. But also, yeah. I mean, stuff is hitting the fan. For you know sure. what I'm saying? <laughs> right? Yes. If you take that idea and the intent behind it, which was we don't want to inadvertently give access to the enemy to come into our lives, which it, there were. Silly, and the enemy being the, the devil. devil. Yes. Yeah. Were, that's yeah, the church Yeah, word. exactly. <laughs> there is a silly caricature of that where it turned into like every word you said, you became like a neurotic person. A lot of people went that route. I think the intent with all of those books and all those statements, and at least initially was some pursuit of emotional and mental health, meaning a person who, and we say with the confession, like you can't live a positive life with a negative mouth. That's right. scientifically true. That's universally true. Yeah, apart even from people that religion, don't believe in God, absolutely. they believe in positive statements. Yeah, they understand yeah. that the things that you talk about, the things that you think about will eventually become the life that you're living. So in an effort to get after emotional health, mental health, those things were said, and then we kind of took it too far. But nowadays... We're living in an era where it's, I think, is the best time to be involved in a church because there is an awareness of mental health. There's an awareness of emotional health and the need for those things and emotional and mental stability. And so without that, you have a lot of pressure. You have a lot of fear and you have a lot of unexamined motives. Unexamined are, motives. You are like, unexamined. Not sure Let's why. all say it together on the count of three. One, two, three. Unexamined, unexamined motives. motives. If you didn't say that just now, you need to rewind the podcast and, and say, say unexamined because. motives. <laughs> so, an inner reflection of being like, why yeah. do I do what I do? Because is, eight times out of 10, the pressure that's causing the stress and the fear and whatever actually you're putting on yourself. Yeah, like no one is asking me. Like I was literally telling Arvin before this podcast, I was like, 
I just feel like there's a lot of pressure right now because yeah. I'm involved in the school and yeah. I'm involved and I'm currently how, shout out to all those people filing their taxes late. <laughs> Woo! That's me. I'm like literally and in, in some and we were and we were reading a book with our department and in this book they said that procrastination is actually rooted in fear. Yeah. And I was like, <gasps> I was so convicted. I was like. Fear of what? Yeah. I was like, I'm not afraid. And oh, I was like, man. wait a second. Maybe I am fearful because I don't really want to know the depths of my financial sure. stability right now. Right, right, right. Right? Right, right. And so I just am like, if I won't look at it, maybe it'll go away. <laughs> maybe magic Jesus sauce sure. will just cover everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyways, yeah, um, rabbit trail. But yeah. going back to this unexamined motives and pressure, maybe you're listening to this and you have felt... Yeah. that sure um you have felt this pressure and as you begin to like dive deep into it it's almost kind of like well where is this coming from right why and then label mm. your emotions like yeah okay i feel stressed i feel anxious yeah i feel upset i feel like okay why now and this is one thing that i've learned is that your emotions are valid mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean they're justified mm. your emotions are valid but it doesn't mean that they're justified wow so it's like there's, and there's no such thing as a bad emotion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like you being upset, right. you being sad mm -hmm. is not a negative emotion. Right. It's just an emotion. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thoughts behind it. Right. How you steward that emotion. How you steward that emotion right. could be negative. Definitely, yeah. You know, because in the Bible we see that, that God is a jealous God, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is wild right. to even hear that god is jealous yeah yeah you know yeah like he wants our worship and admiration right you know that jesus gets upset and turns tables at the temple yeah you know yeah that jesus wept right that he cried that he laughed and all yeah. those types of things which is great yeah but anyways so going back to it so me and arvin just to set this up story structure wise we are in the middle of writing a project that is for fall of yeah. 2021 yeah that is due next Wednesday. <laughs> that is the first day of, of our production. Easter production. Yeah. So we have seven days yeah. to have version one yeah. of a script. Yeah. And it's like, are we a vending machine? <laughs> I have to like ask myself that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, we're only a vending machine if I believe that it's me coming up with it. Right. Yes, exactly. If, exactly. if I, which is an unexamined motive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm literally coming to the altar right now in front mm -hmm. of all of you guys on this podcast. <laughs> so God, search me. Yeah. Oh God, renew my heart. Yeah. Remove all evil things. Lead me in your way everlasting. That's a Bible scripture. That's right. For all you thumpers out there. But <laughs> anyways. <laughs> but no, like I examining my motives, I'm kind of like, Yeah. Okay. The only reason I would feel like a vending machine or like you know, the monkey that claps with the symbols is, mm -hmm. is if I'm like, oh, all this is coming from me. When in reality, mm -hmm. I'm like, wait, the mm -hmm. whole reason why we got into this is because we love art. Yeah. We love creating. Yeah. And it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Yeah. And so I think today we're, we want to kind of hit on the pressure in the pleasure or right. pleasure and pressure. Yeah. I guess there's a relationship between the two. Okay. Break it down. Yeah. I think uh, this actually relates to the sermon Pastor Paul preached on Sunday. He preached on religion versus relationship. Oh my goodness, it's so good. Very it, good. If Get you on go YouTube. on Victory Tulsa YouTube and you look at March 
Uh, it's 21st, 2021, yeah. Pastor Paul Sermon, Religion versus, versus relationship. relationship. Now, most I think most Christians, especially people like us who grew up in the church, when you hear that phrase, religion versus relationship, you go, I get it. All I right. get it. I blah, know. Blah, blah. Yep, yep. Because in the early 2000s, it was everywhere. It was every Facebook status. It was like, it's about a relationship with Jesus. It's not a rel-. And then you start listening to it. And even we were meeting with uh, the media team at Victory here, and um, one young lady, Ashley Kelly, said it so well. She's like, I hear that, and I go, yeah, I know. And then you re-examine your life a little bit, and you go, well, maybe I am a little bit more religiously motivated than I thought. Maybe it's a little bit less about relationship for me. I think that concept is always pertinent, always important because it's like getting a cold. You can always get a cold. It's not like you get to a point in your life where your body's like, I can never get sick again. We're good. It's like, no, you have to keep. Yeah. <laughs> I actually well, saw a post yesterday that they were like, COVID is now declining and allergies <clears throat> just started. They're yeah. like, allergies, read the room. Come on. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That's very Go. good. No, but I think at any point in time, especially when you're operating in the thing you've been asking God to let you do your whole life, which I can certainly say is the case for me, mm-hmm. that God's going to have to remind you, hey, do you remember the part where I told you like you're going to have to do this by my grace? So you, you're, you're going to have to choose if you really want the life God has for you. It can only be run off of his bank account, his energy source, and his passion. You're going to run out of all three of those things. Right. And at some point, I feel like we feel this uh, internal shame of like, and no one states this verbally, but the unspoken, uninvestigated motive is, if I were good enough, godly enough, uh, talented enough, strong enough, I wouldn't need God to subsidize all of my energy and resources to do wow. this thing. When God is saying, you were never actually meant to do anything without me, that was the heartbreak in Eden going, well, who, who told you? Meaning, who else is a, spe- a voice in your life who's telling you that you need to do this? It would be <clears throat> like if a human mind has a left brain and a right brain. Yeah. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, when the two are disconnected, that is uh, it causes a lot of issues for everybody. And so... I think the Holy Spirit was meant to cooperate with us like a left brain, right brain, meaning that okay. only in uh, tandem together are they able to like actually execute something. Because if you look at the way God has behaved throughout Scripture, He always chose people. He could have, I mean, there were moments where he did the thing that people couldn't do, but it was always in the context of people. And let's not forget, if you zoom out a little bit, the only reason we know what he did was because someone was there to write it down. So the only reason, yeah, because that's what the Bible is. Exactly. Inevitably, there is a partnership element. And I think a lot of times uh, we feel a guilt and shame over needing God's help when the reality is you were supposed to need his help. In fact, your ability to be independent of God is the whole point of what he's trying to do for you and others, telling you that's not the point. You don't have to the do this. The point is not how to be great. independent of him. Yeah, the yeah. point is not to be independent of God. Yeah, I mean, the that's point one... is not to be independent of God. Right. That's Say it out what... loud. <laughs> For all of you who feel like you're falling short, you're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, outside of, and I think it's interesting. Now, this is my opinion. You read scripture for yourself. I hope you do. But it seems to me like God will strategically allow people, whether it's in scripture or people I know or my life personally, to arrive at a point where they are aware 
viscerally aware, like on a cellular level, aware that they are out, out of energy, out of money, out of time. Does anyone listening or watching, do any of you feel like you're out of energy, out of money, out of time? Out of friends. Yeah. Raise your hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you're you. driving. You we just, see you. Just make Thank a you. head nod. Yeah, or head nod. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think he, I mean, you look at um, the Israelites are leaving Egypt and the audacity God has to go. Like it would have been, if it were me, if you'd said, okay, Arvin, you're in charge of the logistics for the Israelites getting across the Red Sea. He's like, you are the production administrator. <laughs> yeah, I'm the admin. So you're the admin for the, the I have Exodus. this job for the Israelites leaving Egypt. Okay. I would go, okay, great. So they're going to arrive there to make it convenient for everybody and make it smooth. And hopefully I get some compliments on how well I did the logistics. I'm going to ask God to separate the waters before they get there. That so way, when they arrive, there's no stress. They'll be excited. They'll be encouraged. They'll be like, oh, wow, look what he did. And then they'll run across, and they'll get across the water, and then they'll watch the water collapse and all this cool stuff. And then the altar call will happen. Exactly. And then and you then bring up the keys. I will get a lot of credit, which that's the motive right there. That's where you realize, okay, Arvin, the reason perhaps that you're so organized and you're so eager to get ahead and atop of the game or whatever, maybe it's because you want people to observe how good you're doing at this and you want them to look at you and say you're doing a good job mm -hmm. that meaning that means it's not enough for you to do what Moses did which is lead them out and then tell them what God was saying like if it were me unfortunately and I were Moses and God's like tell them to just stand still I'd go mm -mm. yeah like what would you do if you were Mo if you were Moses I would go hold on you told me to bring them here, so I, for my sake, for my ego's sake... For my peace of mind, which equals ego. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we put that uh, blanket over our ego to make it seem like it's valid to keep it alive. Mm. Uh, I want you to separate the water before we get there so that we can get across. And God's saying, I actually strategically want you to get right there to the edge. I want you to watch me move the water, and I want you to and walk And at the across. same time have people chasing you absolutely so you're in between like yeah literally a deadline a deadline <laughs> and, and a, a difficult big, thing yeah yeah a rock in a hard place yeah i think god strategically allows that to happen which is meaning it's a good thing it means that he has faith in us yeah he's saying i'm confident that you're going to choose well and then when you do get that opportunity, you do choose well, then the big miraculous thing happens, which, by the way, let's just like turn around and look at what's happened in the past. Every show we've done, every week's service, every prop, every this, every that, it always ends up happening. Because God is God. Exactly. And so I'm thinking the, the point being made throughout Exodus, throughout all the Old Testament, all of Scripture, and in my life personally, your life as well, is has he ever let you down? People have, but sure. God has not. Absolutely. People have let me down, but God has so not. So then here's the question. And then if I've people, let people... <laughs> sure, sure. But here's yeah. the point. If people have let you down, then that's why it was never important enough to impress them anyway. Right. If that was not the point anyway... To impress them and make them, yeah, then, yeah, that, in fact, that actually relieves the pressure of needing people to be God. Yeah, because in what you're saying is, is that as soon as someone disappoints, like as soon as a person, it could be a family member, yeah, could be a pastor, yeah, could be a leader, yeah, 
it could be ourselves. Right. As soon as that individual lets us down, yeah, it reveals to us that we made them our God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were expecting God-level faithfulness from them. God-level faithfulness is like he always comes through. Always comes through. Yeah. Man, that is I think we can wrap it up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but okay. So, yeah. um to and here's the story set up. So, um this over we just recently had spring break in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um and uh me and Arvin, we found plane tickets to New York City yeah. for $80. Yeah, that was round trip. Round was, trip, eighty dollars. It was like thirty. And it bucks was on. There. It was on. And we're gonna plug them. Spirit on. Airlines. God bless you, Spirit Airlines. God bless the Holy Spirit Airlines. <laughs> Holy Spirit Airlines. What if they had like a fire dove on oh, the side of their I plane? Wish. That'd be cool. I wish. So, anyways, yeah. So we were like, okay, we are doing this fall project. Let's go somewhere to ride it where we will be inspired, which yeah. I've never done because in the past I'm like, yeah. let's just stay here. Let's not waste money. Right. And let's figure out this fall uh, script yeah. that we need to do. Yeah. And Arvin was like, I really feel like we could be inspired and then get the bulk of the outline done. Yeah. I was a skeptic. <laughs> and skeptics are septic. <laughs> Sorry, that just... Tattoo idea. Right yeah, there. tattoo idea. Skeptics are septic. I'll put yeah. it right above <laughs> the sewer. So if you're a skeptic... You smell septic. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry. Uh, anyways, so we get to New York, and everything that Arvin says, it definitely happens. And while we are there, we thought, oh, to save money, we will stay with these people. Yeah. So we stay with these people. They are staying in this um, like loft apartment. It's on the fortieth floor, and yeah, it's one bedroom. So it's, it's one room. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really cool, the view. But we def like their bed is two feet away from us. Yeah. And then Arvin is sleeping at the foot of their bed, That's like right. a Ruth and Boaz I, situation. <laughs> <laughs> they just wake up and Arvin is just anointing just their feet with oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, he's just like going to gather the sheaves. Um so <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Arvin is sleeping at the foot of their bed, and yeah. then I'm sleeping at the foot of Arvin <laughs> on an air mattress. Yeah, yeah. And all four of us are staying in this room yeah. that's probably 20 feet long. Amazing. Maybe. Yeah. And so anyways, so we stayed there for three nights. They were so nice. They were really, really Unbelievable. nice. Yeah. And um, and we knew them from college. Yeah. So really, really awesome people. Yeah. Um, and then one night, the last night we were there, they're like, hey, let's go out to eat. Right. So we we went out to eat with them. It was really, it was really great. It was really refreshing. And they have been on their own journey of totally. faith. Totally. And as we were kind of explaining to them why we were there, what we were writing, what we do, yeah. they were kind of mind blown yeah. that we worked at a church because in their minds, yeah. what what was church in their minds? You, explain. Yeah, I think they had shared how both of their experience was quite religious, church. quite uh, legalistic, quite, uh, you know, sit down, shut up and do what I say. I think, uh, unfortunately, like many people, they'd experience the the uh, caricatured version of Christianity, meaning that it was more so a means to an end for the people in charge. Like, we just want power. We just want everyone to do what we say. And so, in fact, if you don't do it, God's upset with you, which so I can't would, think of uh, anything God hates more than that happening. Yeah. Um, Pastor Paul t- has a sermon about, like, 
what were Pharisees. And most of the time, whenever we hear Bible mm, stories, mm. we're always like, yeah, that individual's Pharisee. That right. individual's Pharisee. Yeah. And Pastor Paul's whole sermon is, you are the You're Pharisee. The Pharisee. Yeah. <laughs> and so he actually says, some of you need to have a Pharisectomy. Yeah. Yeah. Cut the Pharisee out of you. A Pharisectomy, which yeah. I think is very funny. Very cool. Um, yeah. So anyways, but th- this um, one of the individuals that we were staying with, she was like, wow, you're listening to all the things that you guys do. And she was like, and this brings me back to the issue that I have with the capital C churches. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a lot of pressure. Yeah. She literally brought up the yeah. word pressure. Yeah. And yeah. then what was our response? It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. If you learn how to maneuver and navigate the rhythms of how God operates in high intense high intensity moments, the rhythms of grace. That's right. From the, from the scripture yeah, in Romans. Yeah. That's right. If you learn that, then it turns into surfing, not drowning. Ooh, say that again. So, so all right, so for everyone who is putting in lots of hours yeah. It working for a religious organization, yeah. a church. Yeah. I don't even want to say religious, a relationship organization. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. everyone working at a relationship organization that believes yeah. in God, that believes that Jesus is the Savior, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, that believes in the death, burial, and resurrection, and you are working, and yet you're the individual that is like, well, I actually like to stay late before going home and when I go home it's dark and when I come into work it's dark yeah and you feel this weird like fulfillment yeah, yeah. from being the hardest worker in the room yeah um yeah I think this is why God takes you, his you said you so sorry yeah. but you were talking about the, the unforced rhythms of grace yeah it's you surf. learn how to surf instead of drown it's the same water it's the same wave the surfboard makes all the difference. The the posture of your body, knowing it where to stand, knowing how to operate, and being prostrate, that will keep you surfing, having fun. You have to understand people are paying good money, getting up early, buying all this equipment to play in the same water that, that people other people drown, drown in. in. Whoa, that's deep. Yeah. So if Peter had a surfboard, yeah. <laughs> when Jesus you called could, him out on the water, you could say that faith in God say, is your surfboard. Oh my gosh, guys, exactly. hang 10. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I want to tell you guys. Hang 10, wear your Ocean Pacific today. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember Ocean Pacific? I do, yeah. They sold it brand. at like Walmart, Walmart and yeah, Mervyn's. Like, <laughs> Mervyn's. <laughs> do you remember Mervyn's? Mervyn's? I remember Mervyn's. All right, yeah. RIP. Yeah. Thank you. Rest in All power. right. <laughs> Continue. No, I really think the reason God takes his time preparing people before he sends them into the quote unquote ocean of their calling is because he's saying, I need you to understand you need to develop the muscle necessary to be able to weather the waves that are coming toward you and not be freaked out by them and not be terrified by them and not drown under them. I don't want you to drown. I want you to actually have fun. I want. I mean, I've wow. never met yeah. a surfer who came in from the waves and was like, "Yeah, I guess I can check the box that I surfed today." Like, it's pleasure. It's pleasure. It's fun. In fact, the people. I remember being in Malibu once, watching it. I tried to get surf lessons. I paid sixty dollars for a rash on my how chest. How did that go? It oh, was a, a rash. rash on yeah, your chest. yeah. It did not go Wait, very well. How did that happen? <laughs> well, the surfboard. Oh, the wax the, on the surfboard. This, yeah, it was <gasps> not good. Oh yeah. my goodness! I, I paid it for rips the cheap option. Chest hair. <laughs> 
<laughs> I got the cheapest option and then I definitely paid expensively for it later. But I would stand there and just watch them and I was like, I'm good for now. But they would come in and at oh. this point it was early enough in the day that they were like, okay, now I'm going to go to work. They didn't treat surfing like it was work. And I feel like wow. if, you, if you'll pay That's attention powerful. and you truly trust God and you develop the muscle of faith, then you're going to enjoy and have fun doing the very thing that others would drown in. And the difference is the posture of your body and that surfboard. So you called me out <laughs> on the water. Yeah, picture a surfer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the last yeah. 10 minutes of this yeah. is you and it's me just singing. It's just me singing. <laughs> going on runs. Going on, yeah. Runs is definitely the yeah. right word. That's right. Because I get the runs every time I try to sing. Anyways, so, uh, okay. Yeah. I no, that's really good. I absolutely. feel like that's a good rhythm. And so those of you today, as you're listening and you are working um, at a church or maybe you're working for something, number one, ask, like, wait, in this season, is there, like, this is supposed to be pleasurable right. over pressure. Yeah. And other people would be drowning in sure. the waves that you're surfing on. Yeah. And it's only by the grace of God. Right. So it's it's your posture towards the purpose God has given you in this mm -hmm. season. Yeah. And then it's your pace yeah. of realizing, yeah. like, okay, yeah. God, this is much bigger than me. And yeah. so I'm relying on your grace. Right. You know, and um I, th I just think it's a good daily reminder. Big time. In fact, I'm already feeling better, guys. That's because, good. to be honest, coming into this podcast, I was just feeling like so much pressure. There's so much happening. Well, here's the thing. <sighs> it's not negating. So here's where that, that power of your word stuff went south. Okay. That basically was, at some point, it turned into, there's no such thing as a wave. There's no such thing as water. There's, There's no such thing as negativity. Mm. There's no such thing as sickness. I'm not sick. I'm not this. I'm not. It was like, okay, hold on. That's not what scripture is talking about. It's not that there aren't waves. It's that there are surfboards. You have to understand you couldn't surf. Imagine trying to like work hard enough to like surf waves without surfboards. You would not do it. You would drown. You'd be exhausted. And then you'd feel like a failure. And then in the realm of your walk with God, you'd go, I couldn't do it. All these other people are having fun doing something I can't do. And what's that analogy makes it visible. What's missing is the surfboard. But most people are walking around their life without the surfboard of real trust in God, real faith. Real trust, real and faith. And they're drowning in something they should be enjoying, whether it's a relationship with wow, God Wow, wow, hold family. on. Say that again. You're drowning in something you that should you should be, be enjoying. enjoying. You're drowning in something that you should be enjoying. So if you're after a calling God has on your life and you're going, it's not happening yet, it's because God's still trying to teach you how to surf. And if you get into it too quickly, you're going to drown and then you're going to consider yourself a failure. Then all those shame cycles that you're in already will illuminate themselves. Yeah. And Anyways. I just want to say for everyone out there, failure is an event. It's not a character trait. Right. right. And so for those of you who feel like, man, it, it's that's why we say our best days are right in front of us is because like, man, praise God. Yesterday is over. Yeah. And whatever happened, mm -hmm. like it is what it is like. Yeah. The only thing we have control over is today yeah. and tomorrow. Yeah. Which means that we also have control of our posture, our mm -hmm. um, attitude, yeah. and our surrender. Yeah. I think it really comes down to just, you know, we talked about a few minutes ago, surrendering that ego mm -hmm. and just being like, all right, God, yeah. you take over. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. well, hey, we want to encourage all of you 
um, to listen to Pastor Paul's sermon, Religion Versus Relationship. It is from uh, March 2021, March 21st. Yeah. And those of you also, if you want to see kind of like what we were kind of verbally vomiting about, um, about the Easter 2021 here at Victory, you can watch Son of Heaven. It's up on Victory Tulsa's YouTube. Mm -hmm. So anyways, but check that out and know that we are just two dudes just like you or or ladies, if you're listening. Yeah. Uh, we're just like you um, and we're trying to figure this out. But we know that God sees you, God values you, and we're just learning to surf in waves yeah. so we don't drown. That's right. Enjoy it. Hey, we love you guys. My name is John. My name is Arvin. Thank you for listening and watching Behind, Behind the, the Scenes of Our Best Days. We'll see you later. <laughs>